and welcome back to the Composer Kate podcast. My name is Kate, and this is episode three of this series. Firstly, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast so far. It means so much to me to know that you are hearing these stories and spending time learning more about me and what I do. I've heard from people who have listened to the podcast while getting ready for work, while commuting to school, teachers who have assigned my podcast as listening for their students. I've heard from non-musicians and other types of artists in my life who have enjoyed listening to and And all of the above is exactly what I had in mind when I started this, and it makes me so happy that it's all working out. If you are enjoying this series, please like and or follow and or subscribe to this podcast on whichever podcast platform you use. You can help me grow my audience by leaving a rating or a review and sharing with someone in your life who you think may enjoy listening. Lots of you have already been sharing it around already, and I really, really appreciate that. Seeing posts and comments on social media is really awesome too, so thank you to those of you that are helping get the word out. So let's get into this week's episode. The piece we are looking at today is Alpine Meadow. Alpine Meadow is a three-minute piece for grade 2.5 concert band. It was commissioned by the Chinook's Edge School Division in Alberta, Canada for their 2020 Senior Honor Band led by Kirk Wassmer. It was premiered in February of 2020. The original instrumentation is standard concert band, but there is also a five-part flexible version of the piece, which was arranged by my friend Caitlin Bove, who is a fantastic conductor and musician and a real leader in our community. Caitlin created an arrangement for five parts with optional percussion, and you can find a full list of which parts are available for which instruments by visiting my website. It's also linked in the show notes. So I will read you the brief description of this piece from my website, and then I'll elaborate a bit on what inspired the music, and I'll share some audio clips from my brainstorming process. Alpine Meadow was written during a self-directed, technology-free composing retreat in a cabin near Ashland, Oregon. I had recently visited Yosemite National Park for the first time and was particularly inspired by the scenic drive on Tioga Road. This mountain pass is the highest in elevation in California, reaching almost 10,000 feet and winds through the Sierra Nevada mountains overlooking the valleys and meadows below. Standing at the highest point of the road, I felt the cool breeze pass by me and then make its way through the grasses and trees below. The music in Alpine Meadow is intended to represent the quiet intensity of this remote and beautiful place. So that's a short overview, the official program note, but let me elaborate a bit and tell you how this piece came to be. In September 2019, my partner Brian and I flew to San Francisco and we rented a car and took a two-week road trip through Northern California and Southern Oregon. We had a pretty ambitious route in terms of the ratio of days to distance traveled, but it was incredible. We stayed in a lot of really interesting places from small mountain towns to campsites in national parks. We packed so much into every single day of the trip. It was such a memorable experience and it provided inspiration and energy for a long time afterward. 
One of my goals for the trip was to generate some ideas for a few commissions that I had to work on. So I scheduled a little writing retreat in the middle of this trip with the hope that I would feel inspired by everything we experienced. And I thought it would be fun to try to capture that inspiration right at the source instead of waiting until getting home. So after visiting Yosemite National Park, Lassen Volcanic National Park, and Scenic Highway, Mount Shasta, and many, many beautiful vista points along the way, we drove up to the Cascade Siskiyou Mountains, where we had the opportunity to stay in a beautiful cabin at Hyatt Lake, which is near Ashland, Oregon. Shout out to the Peterson slash Ferguson family, Ryder, Kirsten, Deltra, Julia, Riley, and the kitty cats. This was my second time staying with them. The first was during my tour in November of 2018. Also shout out to Travis Modison for connecting me with the family initially. So Ashland High School was part of the commissioning consortium for another piece of mine called In Dreams back in 2018. There will be a whole other podcast episode about in dreams at some point in the future. Um, But I visited that school as part of the big tour that I was doing, which I've mentioned a little bit on this podcast already. Travis was the conductor of the Win Ensemble, and when he learned about me and what I was doing, he connected me with the family of Julia and Riley, siblings who were two students in the Win Ensemble at the time, because he knew that their family had a cabin in the forest nearby, and it all worked out for me to spend some time there at the family's cabin while I was visiting that first time, which was just so generous of them to offer that space to me. It was such an amazing experience staying there by myself. I wrote my brass quintet valley views while I was there. Um, There's a wood burning stove to heat the cabin. It's surrounded by beautiful trees and it's right at the edge of what is sometimes a lake and sometimes more of a wetland or even a dried up area depending on water levels in any given year. Uh, So I knew I wanted to return to this place whenever I could, and the family kindly offered me sort of this open invitation whenever I'm in the area that I could go back. So I returned with Brian the following year and wrote early sketches of several pieces during our stay, including Alpine Meadow. I said this writing retreat was technology-free, and what I mean by that is this location had no phone, no cell service, no internet access, no Wi-Fi. Uh, I did have my phone with me to record audio, take photos and videos, and use my notes app, and I had a small keyboard so that I could play some reference notes while composing. The keyboard was maybe like a half-size um no weighted keys, no sustain pedal. The default sound was some sort of synthy electric piano sound, like not really just a normal piano sound. Um, So maybe not ideal, but it wasn't possible for me to bring something from home. So I borrowed this little keyboard from the family that owns the cabin. And I was just so happy to have access to something to help in the composing process. Speaking of this funny little keyboard, I looked through the archives and found some very early brainstorming sessions for what later became Alpine Meadow, and I thought it would be fun to listen to some of them together and match them up with what they turned into in the final version. So in this initial 
improv, I was playing around with little melodic ideas using Dorian mode. I was thinking about standing at the top of Tioga Road in Yosemite and what it felt like to be there, what it looked like, and how I could see the movement of the air by noticing the movement in the grasses and the plants in the valley below. And somehow thinking about all of this led to the creation of these modal meandering ideas. So let's hear some of my little brainstorming session from the cabin. strange. Um, but if you know this piece, if you've played it or you've listened to it, um, I'm sure you can hear already that things were starting to come together. It's pretty cool to be able to revisit that. This is how I further developed those ideas on the piano when I got back home after the trip. Okay, and then from there, it was time to make some decisions about instrumentation for the band version. I had the idea to start the whole piece with just percussion and then have the clarinets come in with the first phrase, like the wind just quietly making an entrance from far off in the distance. There's something about the texture and personality of the clarinet sound that just felt right for this. Its ability to fade in and out so smoothly, just like the air. And then I added in other layers gradually to represent the strengthening of the wind and the different textures in the landscape. So let's listen now to uh, all of those ideas, but fully formed in the band version.
Okay, going back to the piano now, I wanted to listen for when I started working with the little secondary theme of this piece because I don't think I came up with it at the cabin. I couldn't find any evidence of this idea until looking through dates in my recordings from when we were already back home in Toronto. So this was my initial framework on the piano for a slightly contrasting section with a different feel. This is what that part turned into in the band version. it's pretty cool that I have all these ideas archived. I am glad that I'm able to share them with you now, but I'm also just happy that I have them for myself. Sometimes the process of creating something puts me in a state of mind that actually makes it hard to remember what happened while I was doing it. I know that sounds kind of strange, um, and it is. <laughs> I am still trying to make sense of what happens to me during the creative process, and I think this podcast is going to be helpful for me to sort of process it out loud as I share things with an attentive audience. So thank you for being here and giving me a reason to work all this stuff out. All right, so this piece was delivered to the commissioner uh, right at the start of 2020 and was premiered in February of 2020. Although I was not present for that performance, I did get to do a video call with the honor band ahead of time and hear them rehearsing the piece. We did some Q&A about the piece and about composing and music in general, which was a really great way to connect with the students. Although the source of inspiration for Alpine Meadow was Yosemite in California and the cabin in Oregon, I knew the imagery and feel of this piece would resonate with the community that commissioned it as well. The area of the commissioning school district is about halfway between Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, with the Rocky Mountain Range to the west, so it felt right to be working with mountain-inspired imagery. I love when pieces are performed by honor bands because Honor bands are a group of students coming together from many different communities and then bringing their experiences from the honor band back with them to their home schools and home communities. I think it's just a really cool thing that exists in the world. And I enjoyed participating in honor bands when I was a student. So it's just really cool anytime I get my music played by honor bands. And it was really cool to have Alpine Meadow premiered by a band like this in Canada. There is a really good remote video recording of Alpine Meadow. I have shared it on my YouTube channel. It's on my website and I'll link it in the show notes as well if you want to check it out. So in 2020, as we all know, a lot of things changed. Uh, suddenly there were no concerts, 
no rehearsals of large ensembles. So we all had to kind of think creatively to find ways to perform and record music and move forward with projects. I wanted a really good reference recording of this piece. So I asked 24 friends to join me in recording all the individual parts. Everyone recorded their own parts on video in their homes and submitted them to be edited together. I hired Christian Amundsen and Arts Laureate to do all the editing and audio and video production and it turned out really well. It's super cool to look back at it now a few years later and see the faces of so many of my friends playing my music. And even though concerts are back now, I'm really glad that that recording exists. I have been playing excerpts from it during this episode. And I, as I mentioned, will include the link to the full video in the episode notes as well. If you have enjoyed hearing about this piece, I definitely recommend watching the video because I think it does a great job of highlighting important parts within the piece um, using video editing and the audio quality is really great. I posted on social media recently that I would love to answer some questions from the community on this podcast, and I got one that was perfect for this particular episode. This question is from Matt Campbell, and Matt asked, how much do your surroundings aesthetically influence your compositional voice? Does it vary when you're at home versus composing on the road? And what is your composing setup like at home versus on the road? I love this question. I think it's so interesting for all artists to reflect on how our surroundings impact what we create and what our process looks like or feels like. When I started thinking about it, I realized that I even noticed a shift between music that was written while I was living in Toronto and music that I've written since moving to a smaller city, and definitely a shift between when I was traveling a lot and therefore writing music on the road more often versus when the pandemic provided a forced halt to that kind of lifestyle for a while and I was creating at home way more. I used to think my best work happened when I was in new places. That's why I created these residency kind of experiences for myself so that I could really get into the headspace and physical state of inspiration that I needed to compose. The trip to the cabin and this whole process of writing Alpine Meadow is a prime example of that. Go somewhere amazing, feel inspired, write music about it, come home and edit my ideas into something. That was sort of the format and it was a format that was working pretty well for me. But over three years ago now, Brian and I moved from the hustle and bustle of living on a very busy road in a densely populated area of Toronto to a small suburb in the wetlands of Waterloo, Ontario, where we have near immediate access to nature and a backyard garden, not to mention much more living and working space for two musicians to share compared to what we had before. So I fell into a new format of creating. My mental and physical health is much better here. We have a grand piano here. My partner and I each have our own spaces, which feels really great, and inspiration is literally right outside my window, so it makes sense as I think about it that my process has shifted a bit since living here and that the art that I make and share is a bit different too. I spent over a decade in Toronto, 
And I think I used to feel more distracted in all of my Toronto apartments. There was a lot more background sounds from the city in general. I was always in much smaller spaces and really compromising on whatever kind of workspace or creative space I could set up for myself. So escaping to interesting places whenever I could was a way for me to fuel my creativity, shake things up, change of scenery, change of pace, that kind of thing. I was always craving nature nature, solitude, wilderness, quiet, and I dreamed of having a beautiful space with a beautiful piano where I could just sit and improvise all day while looking at beautiful trees. And now that dream is the downstairs of the house that we're renting. I can sit at the piano and watch the birds in the backyard, watch the trees and the flowers and rain and snow and colors changing throughout the year. It truly is a dream come true. And I no longer feel that leaving home is necessary to create. So thank you, Matt, for this question. I really appreciate the opportunity to reflect on this change and just how my living space and my lifestyle overall has impacted um, my creative journey. To continue answering the rest of this question, uh, I have written music on trains, buses, airplanes, in the passenger seat of cars, sitting in airports, cafes, libraries, other people's studios or homes, in school practice rooms, even schools that I've been visiting as a composer. As long as I have access to something to document my ideas for later, I can make it work. I usually handwrite a lot of my initial ideas before moving to a computer anyway, so even the computer is not essential in the earliest stages. So my on-the-go composer setup is ideally a piano piano or keyboard of some sort, um, but if not possible, I can usually make it work. Uh, pencils and pencil sharpener. I write all my music and notes in pencil. I love the way it feels, and I know this is going to sound a little weird to some people, but I love the way it smells to write music with really nice pencils. Um, I use Blackwing pencils pretty much exclusively. Uh, and manuscript paper, of course. I have coil notebooks and notepads with manuscript paper, sometimes pocket-sized journals as well. And then also blank unlined paper for graphic score exploration. I do a lot of doodling and um, drawing shapes to kind of map out the contour of a piece or uh, a melodic line before I actually have any notes or rhythms or anything. I use a lot of just lines and shapes and things like that to um, kind of work out my ideas. So having um, big pieces of paper is really helpful. Uh, I use my phone or computer to record my brainstorming to revisit later. I will talk about this more sometime. And those of you who have heard me speak in other places have probably heard me talk about this, that I record all of my brainstorming sessions. And the reason I do that is to take the pressure off of myself so that I don't have to worry about notating things right away. I can just stay present in the moment and allow myself a little bit more time in that sort of flow state creativity mindset without having to break out of that to figure out how to write something down. So something to record, and then uh, my headphones. I have AirPods, but also over-ear headphones for deeper focus work as well. Uh, and then at home, it's all of that, plus I have access to an acoustic piano, a grand piano, um, as well as a digital piano. So depending on the time of day or other factors, I may use one or the other. I also have a computer monitor that can rotate vertically so that I can see the whole score. 
all at once, um, once I'm at that stage of the composing process. For music notation software, I currently use Dorico. And also at home, I have access to other instruments and tech. So I have a guitar, a ukulele, a banjo, a clarinet, and a loop pedal, which has come in handy um, for writing a few pieces. I'm sure I'll talk about that more in the future. So I work from the home that I share with my partner. Uh, We have two cats, Luna and Lily. In our home, we have over... 50, maybe closer to 60 or 70 individual house plants that I care for year round, um, plus perennials and seasonal plants outside in the garden and some big trees in the backyard. Whenever I'm working at my desk, I have a big container of water, usually a coffee or tea, and lots of sensory things nearby on my desk for me to touch and smell and fidget with while I work. I think all of this contributes to how I work, and I hope this paints a clearer picture for you of what my setup is like. If you would like to hear more about any of this, or if you have any other questions like this, please reach out to me. I would love to explore more topics like this as we go forward. You can submit a question for me using the form linked in the show notes, or you can send me a message on social media and Instagram, DM, etc. I occasionally post a little question box in my Instagram stories to collect questions, and a bunch of you have already submitted great questions, so I will be answering those as we go in future episodes. And with that, I will end it here for this episode. I hope it's been interesting for you to hear more about the process of making this piece. If you are interested in trying out Alpine Meadow, either the full band version or the flexible version, you can buy a copy on my website, katenishimura.com, where you can also find perusal scores, recordings, and more info about all of my music. Thank you to the Chinook's Edge School Division for this commission. Thank you to Caitlin Bove for arranging the flexible version. Thanks to Christian Amundsen and everyone involved in the pandemic remote video recording. Thank you to the Ferguson family for the magical workspace in the form of a cabin and to Brian for being the best travel partner because without that trip, this music would not exist. And thank you so, so much to all of you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.